The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. This week's edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast, is brought to you by the HTM Podcast Network online, hittingmarks.com. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Hameen Media. Two feeds now for your listening pleasure, hackerhameen.podbean.com and hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. We're also available over at the PW Hustle, pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com, and syndicated by our friends over at ndpw.com and at the Rational Rage Network. Hit our latest sponsor, just cbdstore.com, for all your CBD, vape, and edible needs. Enter code HTM at checkout for 20% off. You can find Destino wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be it Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio. On today's episode, I'm joined by two very special co-hosts. First, from Pro Wrestling Talk Now and Then on Facebook, a gentleman that I've known for a couple of years now, Mr. Denny, who is the man who badgered me into watching Stardom originally. Perhaps we can talk you into checking it out as well. And then I'm joined by the GAG from the PWC, my boy from down under, Mr. Jimmy T, which you can find right here on the Wednesday Night Skirmish here at the HTM Podcast Network. It's a great reset for both Stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we're here to bring it all to you. But first, our friends from Down Under. This is Knife Party. You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. Ladies and guys, and most of the time when I come on for the Stardom Report, I just come on and I kind of run through things, but I wanted to do something special this week. So I reached out to the other guy that I know that watches Stardom almost as much, if not more than I do, from Pro Wrestling Talk Now and Then. I, I, it's one of the best Facebook groups that I have been a part of. The founder of the group, Denny. Denny is the guy who really got me into watching Stardom. So I'm, I'm so happy. Denny, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. This is so awesome to be a part of the show. Yeah, I'm glad you asked me to be a part of it. Uh, that, you know, I've been listening to to your show, and I really enjoy it. And, and then that's cool. I'm glad I actually was able to help you kind of get into stardom, you know, because I've really enjoyed it. I've been only kind of watching since about 2018 myself, but um, become a really big fan. The, the nice thing about stardom is, granted, we just had the 10th anniversary show, but when you go into the backlog on Stardom World, they don't have necessarily every show on there. So you can just go through and watch basically the Corican shows, and you can get caught up really, really fast, even if you want to go all the way back to the beginning. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and there's so much content on there, too. I mean, you'd be surprised, like, you know, I've like watched some of the old footage, like to see who... Like maybe you know from WWE or AEW today, they've been on some of those old shows too, you know, that have gotten their start there. And you know, they used to have a whole lot of like gaijins coming, you know, to the shows, um, you know, and, and going doing these matches. Absolutely. Uh, so it's kind of cool seeing like some of the you know old school people touring, and and even Tony Storm up until 2019 was still having matches, you know, in Stardom and coming back, even though when she was with NXT UK. 
and even going down like the Io Shirai or the Kyrie Hojo rabbit hole for a couple of days is a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, right, right. Some great matches in there. So I want to talk about the 10th anniversary show. And then what I'm what I'm hopeful to do here is I kind of want to just get an overview of stardom, who all the players are, where everybody kind of stands, and maybe we can convince a couple other people to watch stardom with us. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan to me. So let's go ahead. We'll kick things off. Your 10th anniversary show results from Corican Hall. This show went down on the 17th. Future of Stardom champion Saya pinned Unagi Sayaka. Newly from the Cosmic Angels after a cutter, 12 minutes and one seconds. That's her first defense. Natsupoi gets a win over Konami. Yeah, but it's not necessarily what you would think. It's via disqualification when Konami hit her over the head with a chair. Denny, I have seen this before. Is this maybe paying a little bit of homage? Like, oh yeah, hey, remember when I did this to Kiona? Uh, I think so, actually. It's the new Konami, you know. The old Konami, you know, you wouldn't be using chairs in the ring or you're losing by disqualification. So it's definitely the new Konami here with uh, Odeatai. High-speed champion AZM defeats Kaori Yonayama by stretch submission in 5 minutes and 36 seconds. And, Denny, it's going to happen. I have been craving this since Natsupoi debuted. She has come out. She is going to challenge AZM for the high-speed championship, and this can be a feud that goes on for five years as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just to think that AZM is, like, what, 18 years old? How old, geez, like she's got such a... how old is Natsupoi? Because sometimes I see her and I think hmm. that she looks 12, and other times I look at her and I think she looks 32. Yeah, so for my wrestling group, I, I do the birthdays, and I'm pretty sure I think she was 95 she was born, so that would you know, make her, she'll be 26 then this year. 26, okay. So the 32 was, yeah, right right around the, the middle of where I kind of was. I, I think she yeah. is absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to watch her in AZM just run in freaking circles for about 20 minutes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the high-speed uh, matches are so much fun. Um, you know, just, just seeing them go from, uh, full board, just running like a hundred miles an hour at each other. Uh, Hazuki and AZM used to have some killer matches back, you know, a couple of years back. Um, and it's, it's kind of kept that tradition going. I, you know, I really enjoy watching those high speed matches. AZM is, and I think you and I have actually discussed this in pro wrestling talk now and then too. She absolutely strikes me as I am going to be the face of stardom in about three years. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, she's got the skills. I mean, she's kind of really grown into the look now too. She's gotten like bigger. <laughs> it used to be like kind of short and now she's actually growing still. Imagine like wrestlers growing, like as you're watching them, you know, cause they start so young in stardom, but yeah, she's really coming into her own. She has so much, uh, so much ability uh, so quick and just so good for her age. It's it's unbelievable. It's almost like it's almost criminal how good she is for an eighteen year old girl in the business. There there's so much talent inside of of stardom that people are like, oh well, I want to see so and so go to WWE or I want to see so and so go to AEW. AZM is the one that I have my eye on. Like, she absolutely just screams, I am a huge star in the making. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Let's talk about Tam. 
Tam Nakano, the leader of the Cosmic Angels. We're not sure if we've got bitch Tam or if we've got good Tam as of yet. She defeats the Starlight Kid with a Tiger Suplex in 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Denny, what are you making of Tam Nakano right now? And how do you feel about the Cosmic Angels? Because I don't feel like these characters have really been defined as of yet. Yeah, they really haven't. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of I'm excited to see her go branch out on her own. Um, you know, being under like, you know, my kind of like shadow, you know, similar to maybe in New Japan where you have like Osprey kind of breaking away from a cod, maybe to a lesser degree. That's course, a really good comparison. I think it's, uh, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of like, you know, she's been there, you know, she had the, the, the feud with Jul- uh, Julia all summer long, basically, um, you know, didn't quite end up beating her, but, you know, she's really, you know, I think this is going to kind of like make a name for herself right now. I think it's a good thing for her to be a leader. You know, when you think of all your big players in the promotion, you know, it's nice to kind of spread them out and see what they could do, you know, leading the group. So this is their first time in trying to lead it. So, you know, hopefully we'll see more development coming. The other two are so new to, to start them, you know, basically as well. So, you know, we still have to kind of get used to their characters as well. So it just it'll be a process. Where are you with Starlight Kid? Because when I really got into stardom, I looked at Starlight Kid and I was like, she is everything I hate about professional wrestling. Like, it, it just yeah. absolutely drove me nuts. And now she has become quite the guilty pleasure for me. She has come so far over the course of the last two years or so. Where are you with Starlight Kid? Oh, um, yeah. She, you know, she's got a lot on, on, uh, on uh, think potential. Um, she certainly has so much potential. Um, I don't think she's quite with like where AZM is, um, but you know she's very exciting to watch. You know she can do a lot of different things in the ring. She just kind of needs to be a little more seasoned, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's she's phenomenal. She's quick. She's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I think she's great. She's definitely growing. We'll see where she is. You know, definitely in a few years. But I mean, you know, another one that's really has you know, untapped potential that can really do something. As Matt Hardy would say, she is a spot monkey. And those <laughs> spots look freaking great. It's just everything in between getting from spot to spot that seems to be a little bit of an issue. Right. That's probably a really good way to put it, actually. Let's talk about this this four-way tag elimination match. And I will try to lay this out, ladies and gentlemen, but I get confused even reading this. All right. Momo Watanabe and Sayakamatani win a four-way tag elimination match over DDM's Haimika and Shiri, Mayu Iwatani and Ruaka, Bea Priestley and Saki Kashima when Kamatani pinned Haimika with the Star Crusher in 15 minutes and four seconds. The other eliminations, Saki Kashima eliminated Mayu by an over-the-top rule, which I absolutely hate. Siri got the fall on Saki Kashima for that elimination. Denny, the, these elimination tag matches that they insist on doing are just yeah, <laughs> they, they're they're an overbook clusterfuck, is what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been uh, too excited about those. I mean, sometimes like you know, you know, I just kind of watch it just for the action, but I'm not really like what's happening in the matches because it's just they're just you know, the pens are kind of nonsensical sometimes. And, uh, you know, the finishes, you know, what's going on in the matches. But sometimes it's just fun to just watch, you know, them just running around and, and having, you know, doing some moves and whatnot. But, 
you know, I don't really get to pay too much attention to the finishes or the, or the outcomes of those. The over-the-top rule has not been a thing in North American wrestling that I can remember going back to, like, the NWA in the 80s. Yeah. Are, are you a fan of this? Because I absolutely hate it. Not at it. all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, you know, there are different rules there. I'm not sure why, you know, they have that, you know, as, as, as a rule still. It, it does, definitely seems outdated, especially with the high flying of, you know, Jushin Liger and just just how, you know, really grew in the 90s and how the styles just were different. You know, it's it, it has become silly. the distraction finish in WWE mm-hmm. where it's just overdone. And it, like it's a way to eliminate Mayu from a match without Mayu actually eating a pin. Right, right. So overdone. Some more, some more uh, cowboy Bill Watts is, I guess, excited to see this continuing story. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> cowboy would love it. He'd love it. <laughs> we're coming off. Remember, we're coming off the top rope, and they're like, "Oh, that's a DQ. Sorry, <laughs> can't do that." Could you imagine, like, wild booking? Could you imagine, like, cowboy yeah. watching an El Fantasmo match? I mean, I'm just. <laughs> oh man. The things that come into my mind as I'm talking about wrestling, dear God. <laughs> Let's talk about the two big championships on the line. Wonder of Stardom champion Julia defeats Natsuko Tora with the glorious driver and Tora's chain in a no DQ match. We got everything in this match. This match was overbooked hell. But <laughs> most importantly, Denny, as I was watching this match, what I really wanted to see was I wanted to see Tora prove that she belonged in the ring with somebody like Julia. To see the leader of Oedo Tai versus the leader of Donna Del Mundo for arguably the second biggest championship inside of the company. And I just, I did not feel like Tora lived up to that spotlight. No, not at all. You know, with all the interference, you know, kind of like we think we talked about, about being a little bit like evil, you know, where you have all this outside interference. Um, yeah, it did not do her any favors. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think Tora was stronger a couple of years ago, back when she was with, uh, the JAN crew with, uh, led by Jungle Kayona. <laughs> and it's almost like she's like regressed as a wrestler. Right. I think it's just cause they, you know, there's, they have like the crutch of her cheating and, you know, interfering with chains and whatnot in the matches. And it's kind of, kind of brought her overall, like the looks cooler. I would, I got to say that it looks cooler and her persona is cooler, but it's just, it's kind of like, I think kind of hurt the quality of her matches. Um, when you watch, uh, I felt like Toro was getting better. Like it seemed like over like the, you know, the last three, four months, like she, she was really coming into her presence. She was actually starting to feel like a leader. She was starting to feel more like mm-hmm. a badass. And this match, I just feel like it was a complete regression. Mm-hmm. It was an odd match too. Like just to watch, you know, it was kind of like they had so Don Mundo outside the ring, and a lot of times, like you know, like they would just be like triple teaming, quadruple teaming, you know, Julia in the ring, and like their friends are just kind of standing there on the opposite side, waiting for the big finish. Like you know, where you know she came off the ropes on her through the, I think it was through a table, or that's like, the I'm spot like, that killed they, like, me. Set that whole thing up. I'm like. They were just kind of watching from the other side. I'm like, well, why aren't they trying to help right now? It's like, you know, just, just the whole match was just kind of booked really funny. Like, it, I, I guess it maybe caused a little bit of sympathy for Julia in, in the spot. Like, maybe that's what they were trying to go for, you know, since 
because she's technically the baby face in the match, which I'm not sure if she's really a baby face or not. She's kind of like that, that tweener type character, I guess. But she, uh, Julia's character at this point is really all of Donna Del Mundo at this point. I just, I don't necessarily understand because I, I kind mm-hmm. of feel like we have a little bit of like a, a rock kind of thing going on, a little bit of a Chris Jericho thing kind of going on to where mm-hmm. everything that they say in their promos says to me, I am clearly the heel, but they're Absolutely, so over yeah. with the fans that they, they get cheered anyway. Yeah, and they don't cheat at all. You know, if you watch their matches, they just win cleanly. You know, there's really no any kind of like shenanigans on their part. So they kind of rustle as baby faces. It's just, you know, Julia being, you know, very cocky and arrogant, you know, is about the really only thing. And you could see like a Sasha Banks on, on SmackDown, kind of the same character, and she's supposed to be a baby face. I don't, I don't know. Sasha um, Banks has no redeeming qualities at this point. She is like <laughs> the worst baby face ever. I mean, and, yeah, and, yeah, she she can't be a baby face, but people like her. But you know, in her she's defense, just a more natural heel. She is completely booked into a corner because until pro wrestling companies realize that if one heel turns on another heel, that doesn't make the heel that got turned on sympathetic at all. Like you are still a terrible person. It's just your other yeah. person is a little bit worse than you are. Like that's not a baby right, face right. turn. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. I don't know if you've seen the, the back and forth she had with Carmelo the one time they had the split screen and they were both back and forth. Like you couldn't tell who the baby face or the heel was. Ugh. Like one was trying to be more catty than the other. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but like, oh, what are we watching here? Didn't she just turn on, you know, didn't Bailey just turn on her? She should be the sympathetic baby face now. Uh, I guess not. The thing that really took me out of this match is that table spot that you mentioned, because we had to have two other members of Oedo tie hold the table to make sure that it wouldn't fall over. That's that just right. killed it for me. <laughs> just completely took me out of the match. I'm like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? You're gonna hold the table, really? Made no freaking sense. No, no logical yeah. sense. Your World of Stardom Championship also on the line as Utami pins Micah with the BT Bomb in 24 minutes and 12 seconds. This match was freaking awesome and totally saves this entire show. (laughs) You know I am a huge Micah fan, but I thought she looked incredible in this match. And it's just Micah. You can put her in there with anybody and the match is going to look freaking great. Yeah, you know what? I, I was like, I, I probably didn't love it as much as you did, but you know, I think she, I thought she performed well. It just, you know, you could still tell that she, you know, there was a few spots I think I think were a little, um, a little off in the match. But uh, other than that, I mean, for a main event, first time main event, I was really impressed with Micah, honestly, as well. So now Utami's next defense will be on March third at the Nippon Budokan. March 3rd? We have to wait like a month and a half for another title defense? Yeah, that, that is a, that's a long time. I, I'm not much, really sure what the reasoning for that is. I mean, I, unless they're really going to have a really big build to like who our opponent will be. Do well, we know who our opponent will be? I don't think that we, we've heard that yet. We, have we? No, we do know who her opponent is going to be, and oh. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy okay. at all. The opponent is going to be Saya Kamatani. Now, oh, really? here's hmm. my problem. The first defense was against Momo. 
The third defense is against sight. Like this is starting to feel like Kenny Omega's IWGP run where it's, I, I only mm-hmm. work with my friends. Hmm. I don't get it. Why are we going to another yeah. Queens quest person? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that at all. And in a weird way, team Aphrodite, I guess going at it, I guess, but, and I, I, I yeah, just, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. And it's been this way with the world of stardom championship for me, Denny, for probably about a year, even like the second half of my use run, I was mm-hmm. just like, give up. Can, can the champion have something to actually sink their teeth into? Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's completely random booking for the, the world of stardom championship at this point. Yeah, honest to God, it, it like since I've been watching it, the Wonder Title always seems to have the more intriguing matchups and the more intriguing feuds, and like even Kagetsu when she was champion, and then when B Priestley was champion, I can't remember too many really memorable matches that they had. You know, I know Kagetsu Russell Hazuki, which is you know two Adai members actually going at it, but um, you know it's, it's, it seems like the Wonder Champion always seems to have like the the matches I want to see more. I, I'm not sure exactly why that is, but um, it just it just been seen like that, you know, since uh, over the couple of years I've been watching it. Like Momo had a lot of great matches, you know, from 2018 through 2019. I don't and believe then, of course, it. Also, don't buy it. Nope, Momo <laughs> sucks. <laughs> As B. Priestley would say. And then, of course, Arisa took over, and then she was killing it last year with Jungle Kiona, and she had that match, of course, with Tam Nakano. I mean, they all had like a lot of more memorable matches than the uh, than anything really I can remember from the Red Belt, and you know, in like over the uh, you know a couple years I've been watching. I know Momo and Mayu had a really good one at last year's 10th anniversary show about a year ago, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know I know your thoughts about Momo. Uh, I, I, I I you know I don't I, have I, anything I, I, against I, I, Momo. Yeah. I just feel like Momo yeah. is overpushed. That's all. Yeah. Well. I think, yeah, it's one of those things that's like, you know, she doesn't have that presence that the other girls have. You know, like, when you look at someone like Julia, and she came along, and everybody's like, oh, you know, this girl's going to be, you know, for some reason, they're just pushing her to the moon. And and then, you know, then she starts to really show why she's a star, you know. And you can kind of tell, you know, the difference between her and, and Momo. And Momo's still kind of young, too. So she might be able to find her way as far as being that presence on stardom. My problem right now is I look at Queen's Quest, all right? The Queen's Quest, the yeah. lineup is Momo, Utami, Sayakamatani, AZM, and Hina. I feel like Momo is at best the fourth most interesting person in her own faction. Yeah. I mean, as a character, I, I, I'd definitely give that to you. Definitely character-wise. Yeah, it's, as a it's, wrestler, I think she's number one out of that group as a wrestler. See, and I would say Utami. Like, Dean Malenko was in everybody's, you know, favorite character. But, you know, know, when you were like, oh, Dean Malenko comes to wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Julia. Julia now four defenses in of the Wonder of Stardom Championship. We don't know what's next for her. I guess my question is... Are we ever going to get the blow off to this whole Tam feud? Like, wasn't Tam trying to take the title from Julia in honor of her former tag partner who's now retired? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. That she never really, um, I mean, she got her own faction, but yeah, but it's know, just like it, that story really... died. Yeah, I mean, Julia, you know, beat her several times though, you know, and then that was about it. 
Yeah, it, it was like we never got the blow off. I always felt like when Julia finally loses the Wonder Championship, it should beat a Tam, but it, it, they just completely cooled off that entire feud. Yeah. Unless they go back to it at some point, you know. I mean, who knows how long, you know, what the plans are for her. You know, if they decide that they want to drop that and have her go after the red title, you know, at some point. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just a matter of time. Let's talk about yeah. the uh, the goddess tag titles. The Black Widows, Konami and Bea Priestley, current champions, twenty seven days, no defenses as of yet, and we don't we don't necessarily know who the next challengers are going to be. But Denny, I got one I want to run by you. Okay. How about the team of a returning Jungle Kiona and a returning Jamie Hader? I want to put Kiona oh, wow. and Jamie together to take on Konami and B. What do you think of that? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I, you know, I, there's so much they could do. Oh well, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, that's that's actually a really good idea because you got two two storylines in the one right there. Uh, both both kind of you know for different reasons, feeling either left out or or whatnot. Obviously, uh, Jungle was was turned on, so she has a beef with Konami, and of course, B Priestley. Uh, for no fault of her own, Jamie was kept out of the country, but it could be like, hey, you never wrote me letters, you never did this. They got you back into the country and left me sitting over in England for another six months. And in the meantime, <laughs> you go and find yourself a new tag partner, go and win our championships back. You know what? The hell with you, B. I'm going to whip your ass. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely true. And, like, and you can look at his... Uh, and like, hey, and I look at me. I've, I've kind of been working out a little bit here. She <laughs> looks bench great. Here in the oblivion here. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I think that's a great idea, actually. I didn't even think of that one. But, yeah, that, that'd probably make perfect sense, um, you know, them coming back and, and challenging their old former friends. There's a great story, you know, to be to be told there, so. Uh, the only it. problem is I don't know when we're going to get a Kiona back. Uh, she had at least four major surgeries that I'm aware of. Have you heard anything yeah. about when Kiona's expected back? Uh, no, I have not. I have not. Damn. That's that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. Especially when, like, stardom, I think, is really starting to boom right now. I really think this is going to be a big year for him. So. I agree. I completely oh. agree. Let's talk about the Artist of Stardom Championships. Here six woman titles currently held by the Cosmic Angels. They've held these titles now for 37 days with one defense. Day, we talked about the Cosmic Angels. Is this working for you? Do you like the pairing of Tam with Unagi and Mina Shirakawa? Yeah, I guess I'm really still kind of like don't have an opinion yet on them. You know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm liking Tam being on her own. Being a, being ahead of something, so um, it might you know it might grow on me a little bit. So we're still brand new to the other two, um, Mina and uh, Unagi. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I really don't have a, a strong opinion either way on them. But um, right now, you know, it's doing a whole lot for me yet. But yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm willing to give it some time because, like I said, I'm excited to see what what Tam does. You know, as a leader here, see what she can do. Yeah, it seems like she's really propping this entire thing up right at the moment. Oh, yeah. 
Your high-speed champion, AZM, she's held that title for 180 days, three defenses, Natsupoi the next challenger, and of course, Natsupoi belongs to Donna Del Mundo, which means Natsupoi is going to win this championship, right? I mean, we, whatever we have to do to put DDM over. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's your next champion right there. Uh, I mean, you know, AZM's not going to lose anything either. No. I think she, you know, like I said, she's a future whatever. She's everything. She's going to be a future champion. Um I don't know if she'll make it as high as like an Io Shirai in the company, but you know, she's like the one with probably the most promise out of the, you know, the, the younger girls that are still kind of working their way up. Another woman that Jamie Hayter could have an issue with when she comes back to stardom is Siri, your current SWA world champion. She's held the title for 68 yep. days with one defense. Denny, I when, when I think of DDM, Siri's just kind of, the other girl in DDM for me. Yeah, but man, she, over the last few months, especially in that match with Julia, she can go. Man, if it, people, if you can't, if you haven't seen the twelve twenty match with Siri and uh, and Julia, you definitely need to check that match out. That was probably the best match of twenty twenty for me. It happened right at the end of the year too. Yeah, um, I guess my thing is to be clear, it, it's just her personality. She just doesn't stand yeah. out. Like she can work. She's a very much a Dean Malenko. She can go out there and work her ass off, oh, yeah. but she has no personality at all. Uh, I wouldn't say none. I think she's got more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, I think she's got more presence. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I. Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely she's not a strong, very strong character, though. But, I mean, man, she is. She can go. She's really, you know, I, I think she could be something, too. Just her and Momo are like, you know, I think just think it's so good to have in that company because they can just go out there, and, you know, with your champions and just have a great match and put them over even more, um, some of your other stars. And hopefully, you know, it'll rub off on them, too, and, and Serial get a little bit more of a more of a character. But I think I think she's fine, though. Your current future of stardom champion is Sayalita. 33 days, zero defenses at this point. Denny, do you see any clear that's who's going to challenge Saya for the future championship at this point, or are we still waiting for that person to show up? Uh, I guess we're probably still waiting for that person to show up. Um, yeah, I don't know. How old is that Yanagi? I don't. I don't even know. Like, would they do something like that with one of the cosmic angels? Or yeah, the, I, I know. I know Mina's a little older, but the 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 two names that stood out to me that were would be Mina or Unagi. I I don't mm-hmm. know who else would even be on the roster that hasn't already had it. I mean, unless you finally let Starlight Kid hold that title. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They could always go back to her as well. Um, but I mean, yeah, so I, I'm right, looking at they, the full roster right now, and I mean, unless you want to okay. get into like a, a a Hina or Rena, you know? Oh yeah, I'm not really sure what their ages are. Like 15, 16 still? Or yeah, maybe not even that old. Yeah, they're still <laughs> really young. God, they started when they were like yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably nothing for right now. I mean, we'll see. Like, especially when things start opening up again, too. I mean, you know, it, it, what's crazy is you know, like. You know, this year, you know, they really didn't have any of the gay jeans making tours like a Zoe Lucas or, you know, a lot of these girls to come over. Like Layla Hirsch was there at the beginning of the year. And, you know, then she left and she was pretty much the last, you know, of that group, you know, to make a tour over there. Now she's actually doing pretty well for herself in AEW. I mean, she's getting on TV and getting noticed. So 
have hats off to her. Um, but yeah, it says I'm, I can't wait till things open up again. You know, to have have some of these girls go over there. Probably not necessarily from WWE NXT anymore. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. But, um, but you know, some of the Rev Pro girls or whatnot are able to go over there, and maybe one of those actually, you know, could stay a little bit and, and possibly win the title or, or something. Really, the only other name that we haven't talked a whole lot about. I guess to kind of wrap this up is the former world of stardom champion, Mayu Iwatani. I feel like Mayu's just kind of floating in limbo right now. We don't really have anything for her to do. No, no. I mean, other than, you know, challenging Yoshiko at that event, the Budokan event, but um, yeah, yeah. She's one of those, you know, that she's such a name there too, that, you know, she doesn't of course necessarily need the title or really anything around her. Um, um, obviously, you know, she needs to be somewhere in the story, but yeah, I mean, that's um, the thing. I just, I don't feel like she has anything going on right now. Yeah. I guess maybe after we get past that Budokan show, you know, maybe they'll do something, uh, with her, you know, to get her involved in something else, but maybe they're just kind of holding off on, on, you know, until that they get anything really uh, serious, but yeah, yeah. Ever since she lost the title, really, she hasn't really done a whole lot other than, you know, with Pam and her you know, going their separate ways and whatnot. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Okay, then I'm going to punch you in the face. And that is the Tam <laughs> Nakano versus Mayui Watani program. <laughs> Denny, this has been a lot of fun, man. Why don't you tell people about Pro Wrestling Talk now and then, how to find it on Facebook, and anything else you want to plug, promote, or put over? Oh, well, yeah, I appreciate you doing that. Um. Yeah, I got a quick uh, story to, to tell you about, you know, I met Jargo. I, I think I was it like on like a four, three, four page or something. I think it was and, four, uh, three, four. Now that you say that. And you commented on something. And I'm like, Hey buddy. I'm like, come join my group. It's called pro wrestling talk. Now and then we're a huge new Japan uh, group. And I think I said a few more things about it. And it really, at the time, like I kind of wanted my, my group to be like that. And, it's actually kind of gone that gotten it out, you know, kind of gone in that direction over the last few years. But it was like, like we were just kind of started. I had a couple people there that like New Japan, but and I remember your first post on, on the group. You was like, "Hey, I heard this is the place that we talk about New Japan," <laughs> and it was just like crickets. And I think I commented like real quick. I'm like, "Yeah, you came to the right place. Thanks for joining." <laughs> <laughs> you got a like, great community over there, man. What's that? It's a great community yeah. over there, man. You, you we, know, I'm really blessed. Yeah, I'm really blessed to find some good people there. And uh, we've really grown the page over the past five years. I started uh, running it in February of 2015. And, and so it's, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, almost six years now. Six-year anniversary will be coming up soon. I think it's, I think it's February 8th. I think it's our, our six years. But, yeah, it's a, a closed group on Facebook for us. And talk now and then come and join us. Uh, especially if you like New Japan, stardom. Um, we talk all wrestling. It's not just a, your, your uh, typical WWE, AEW page. We, you know, we try, I try to get everything pretty much equal time, and we do wrestling birthdays and all kind of fun stuff. So we'd love to have you and, and talk to you. The, the thing I like is the signal-to-noise ratio. There's a lot of signal and not a whole lot of noise. Like Most of the threads that I see inside of that group are really well thought out. There's a great conversation going on. Nobody gets angry at each other. It's, it's great. Yeah, I think in, like, in the course of maybe six years, I think maybe five people have been, maybe six, that just kind of came on and, and were being real rude and, and, and you know bullying people or something. But the typical really IWC. Too often. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of lucky. I haven't had too many confrontations, but you know, if that happens, I just easily delete them. So, <laughs> but it doesn't happen too often. I've gotten kind of lucky with that. So it's a good group. So come join us. We'd love to have you and talk to you. And this was awesome to do today. I really appreciate you having me on your show and, yeah, hopefully I made for some good radio. I usually don't do too many of these, so Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy that you agreed to do it, man. You you had told me, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna really enjoy doing it. And I'm, oh come on, just do it, Denny. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I called in the bus that opened once and like I, I just kinda like froze and bully Ray was asking me questions and I'm like <laughs> this isn't going well. Well, like I said, contrary to popular belief, I'm not quite as intimidating yeah. as Bully Ray. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. It's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group podcast of the year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Humming Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG Shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Finamine Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra-premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium-roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebroasters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. 
So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichards.com and RussoBrand.com where the pros are pros, bro. Hear the most valid opinions in wrestling from the pros who live it. No other podcasting platform and online wrestling punditry has the lineup of wrestling stars like RussoBrand.com. Stevie Richards, Disco Inferno, Shane Douglas, Just Incredible, Big Vito, Stevie Ray, Taylor Hendricks, Bin Hameen, and now there's even more shows on the way with a partnership with the two-man power trip. Why would you go anywhere else but RussoBrand.com? We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling-addicted, conspiracy-minded, straight-brim hat-wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy, and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice, and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. All right, back from the break. Shout out to our friends over at Hameen Media, hackerhameen.podbean.com, hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. Be sure that you send your, your your boy Bello some love on Twitter this week because I, I'm, I'm sure he's having an awful rough week with the inauguration and whatnot. So we are back. We're going to kind of do the same thing that we did with Denny in segment one, except this time I am joined by the notorious Australian G-A-G, Jimmy T. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. What's cracking like in Jago? It's a pleasure being on, brother. It's always good to sit down and hang out with my friends from Down Under, man. Always a good time. Always a good time. We're going to sit down. We're going to kind of reset New Year's Dash, what happened at Dash, and then kind of go through the next month or so for New Japan. Like Because, man, I'm telling you what, this New Beginnings Tour... I do a New Japan podcast. I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling almost on a daily basis, and there's too many goddamn shows for me. There is so much going on with New Japan, and I think I figured out what happened, man. I think what happened is since we can only have like a third of the capacity inside of the buildings, we're going to do three times as many shows to make up for the attendance. And so we're just throwing together six man tags and 10 man tags and Master Wado and main events of Corican <laughs> shows. And it's it's absolutely insane, man. There's so much content right now. Definitely, man. There's, I mean, hey, I can't complain. The more content, the better. But just the only thing is about the about the road to the new beginning, right? I feel like night one and night three were kind of very uh, similar. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of similar all the way through the entire freaking tour. So what we're going to do, I've, I've got all the main events listed out. We'll go through all the main events. You can kind of pick and choose what shows you want to watch, and then I'll lay out the shows that you absolutely have to see. But first, we have to start with New Year's Dash, Tokyo Dome City Hall. I love this venue. They haven't been there in a very, very long time. Only a thousand people in attendance, but that place was rocking, man. I love New Year's Dash. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. What What do you say, Jimmy? Are you a dasher? <laughs> I'm definitely a dasher. And you know what, man? I, I feel like it's one of the most underrated events of the year. I mean, people sort of uh, brush it off a little bit, but I think it's a must-watch event every year, dude. 
there's always something going on. No doubt about it. Well, it, it's like I, I heard a couple people complaining. Like, they didn't do anything at Dash. And I was like, dude, are you kidding? They set up, like, championship matches for, like, six of their freaking titles at this show. I mean, this, is, sure this was, like, nine months worth of WWE's TV in, like, <laughs> one show. <laughs> You're spot on, man. And, and and they did set up a lot of storylines, man. I don't know what anybody and why would anybody be saying that because, come on now, New Year's Dash was great. I felt it was much better. Hey, I'll even say it was much better than, than the Road to the New Beginning, man. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Your first match out, Yuji Nagata beating up a young boy. Always enjoy that. Yuji Nagata, for, ever since the restart, Nagata just seems like he has been completely locked in. I don't know if it's just that he's healthy, that he's just feeling better, but I thought Nagata has looked great since the restart. He defeats Gabriel Kidd here in about eight minutes with a Nagata lock, too. I love Gabriel Kidd. I want to see him do something more with this kid. Like He has passed excursion at this point. He's been stuck in Japan for a year. Right, right. Just and put him in the Empire already. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's great, man. He's got something about him. I don't know what it is, but when it comes to Yuji Nagata, dude, has he become way more aggressive lately or what? Man, he is just in this <laughs> zone. And really, even going back to Wrestle Kingdom during the, the Rambo, the Rumble, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> yeah. him and Suzuki just being like, hey, you know, we've been fighting for the last 30 years. You want to keep on doing that? And they were like, yep. <laughs> and so they, they, they just beat the hell out of each other. They both get disqualified from the freaking Rumble. Man, I'm enjoying the old-timers right now. I think a lot of the old-timers have actually stepped up their game, in my opinion, dude. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And they're all over the card right now. But, I mean, you got guys like Kojima going out there killing it. Suzuki's still killing it. Nagata's killing it. Hell, we got Tenzan in a freaking storyline right now. Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll get to that. And I thought that was a shoot for a minute. But uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> First, we got to talk about Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki beating up Young Lions. That's another one of my favorite <laughs> pastimes. I'm telling you, Suzuki and Nagata should just form a tag team. Call them like the Young Lion Killers. <laughs> Man, is it just me or is Suzuki becoming a baby face? I've, I've been telling people it is time. It is time. I, I am ready for Tai Chi versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, tai Chi awesome. takes over freaking Suzuki Goon. It becomes Tai Chi Goon. Suzuki breaks off for one last like big run, but do it as a baby face. Let people cheer Minoru Suzuki because people want to cheer Minoru Suzuki at this point. 100% agree with you, Jaga. And, and the thing is, I do believe they're going that way. It, it, it seems just like feels it. like they are. Right. So, man, I think him as a baby face would be huge in New Japan right now. But the only thing that I'm that I'm uh, sort of disappointed about due to COVID is the fact he can't go in, you know, wrestle through the crowd and stuff like that because that kind of, you know, he kind of – I love seeing him do that. But other than that, who cares? Make him a baby face. And let him just go all out, man. You know what I mean? Because we don't know how many years he has left in his body. But, hey, he could probably still go for another five years easily. One thing I am enjoying about Suzuki, even though all he's doing is beating these guys up, he has <laughs> right. done so many matches with Gabriel Kidd, with Yuya Uemura, and with Yoda Suji. Like, Suzuki is clearly in the I'm giving back part of my career. But it seems like he's working with these young lions pretty extensively. And the same no with Nagata. 
Right, exactly. And and I feel like it's given them an extra drive. You know what I mean? I don't like I said, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but they definitely seem way more motivated and even a lot more aggressive, just like we were talking about with Yuji Nagata earlier. I'm telling you, dude, I'm loving watching these old timers right now because they are killing it, man. Yeah, even Doki has stepped his game up throughout this tour. He almost looks like a legitimate professional wrestler. And then on the other side, you have Yuya Uemura, who the more and more I look at this kid, he screams future ace to me. Like he could be the next Kazuchika Okada. You know, you know what? I totally agree with you. I'm a big fan of uh, Uemura, man, because uh, he's meant to be going on an excursion to Mexico, right? But due to COVID, he can't even make that trip, which sucks. But you know what, man? He has star written all over him. I think he's the next next big thing. I mean, one of the next big things anyway, definitely. He's just got that look to him. He does, and he's and he's got that – he looks very aggressive. He's very aggressive with his style, but he looks like – he looks the part, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yep. Once he gets out of his uh, young lion gear, I think he will look great. I don't know what they will go with. I don't know how Mexico are going to, you know, turn him out to, to be, but – could you see him being a LIJ sort of member, possibly in the future? Well, it, it's crazy because it's – is he even going to have to go on excursion at this point? You know, right. because, I mean, we talk about getting people into Japan, getting people out of Japan and into another country also proves to be a, a <laughs> bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, especially Mexico. Would you rather him go to Mexico or would you rather him continue to be under the tutelage of guys like Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki? And he's in there with guys like Tiger Mask. You know, he's working some of that junior heavyweight style, even though he's clearly going to end up a heavyweight. A heavyweight, 100%. And I'm glad you brought that up, Jago, because does he really – see, that's the thing about New Japan particularly. I know they're very like – no, they have to go one way. Right. They're very structured and they have to do what they do all the time, right? But like you said, do does he really need to go on excursions? Sometimes I feel it might be it might benefit them if they actually stay in Japan. And that's what sort of throws me off a little bit. Like, do they need to always do that, you know? But then again, he might he might receive heat for not doing excursion, right? Make it part of his story. Right. Hey, why not? That's hey, it's a good point. I agree. But we'll see what happens with that because the way the way this is going, I don't see him going on excursion for, I don't know, if he ever goes on excursion. Yeah, I mean, we, we might be looking at another two years, you know. Right. And <laughs> Unfortunately, guy, you're right. You can't you can't leave him a young lion forever. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Well, if if he can't go by within the next six months then there's no point of sending him away at all, man. I mean, he's been in the system now for the last two to three years. Right. Yeah, this whole class. And, I mean, they're all really good, you know. So they're ready. They really are. They're ready. They are. They're ready. 100% agree with you, Jago. And that was a great point that you brought up, man. That's, of course, assuming that Uemura lives that long. Because Uemura has a death wish. Uemura wants a singles match with Minoru Suzuki. He thinks he can beat Minoru Suzuki. I think he's fucking crazy. (laughs) You know what, dude? I like that. That's the kind of attitude I like seeing, dude. You know what? Why not? Who cares? Like I said, he looks aggressive, dude. 
I don't think he's scared of Minoru. You know what I mean? And Minoru would this relish whole group, that, man. This whole group is really fucking cocky, man. Gabriel Kidd, <laughs> Yoda Suji, and, and Uamura, all three of them. They have no hesitation in calling out these legends. Like, th- this is a, a whole group of young lions with a lot of talent and big mouths. <laughs> hey, man, like I said, I'm all for it. When was the last time we had a class like this? I like it. Really? That that are talking shit too, man. I mean, right? hey. Instead of just taking it. it. Right. Fuck it. Go for it, man. By all means, grab the fucking brass ring like, you know, a certain uh, VKM used to say, right? Man, these guys are definitely grabbing the brass rings, dude. Like, no doubt about it. So, of course, the third young lion, Yoda Suji, if you guessed he was in the next match, you were right. And he is out there with the legends themselves, Tenkozi, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Tenzan. And they are taking on the pissed off Empire. The Empire loses all of their matches at Wrestle Kingdom, and everybody thinks that they're a bunch of losers, and they come out and they make a statement. Tenzan leaves on a shun, a shun, a shun, incredibly concerned. Of course, Yoda Suji, he's basically dead because he's the young lion. But Jeff right. Cobb, the great Okan, and Will Ospreay just destroy Hiroshi Tenzan. I love the hell man. out of this, man. I thought this was great. Man, I fell for it. I won't lie. I thought Tenzan was screwed, dude. When I saw him going out on the stretcher, I'm like, damn, for real? You know what I mean? Hey, man, that, I'm, I'm all for it. But you know what, Jago? What do you think of uh, of this union? <laughs> I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. I have been under the impression for a long time now that it should have been Osprey that turned instead of evil. I, I've, I agree. I, I've had that 100%. feeling. But the problem was Osprey, of course, couldn't get into the country. Right, right. And wasn't he getting depressed at the fact that he couldn't get into the country? But now I feel like it's all been reset. Like, evil is back to being evil. Like, he, he's just kind of that mid-card guy. Right, and that's And now Osprey, instead of being in Bullet Club and being elevated up the card, they just gave him his own faction. I think it's really helping out Jeff Cobb. Um, while I'm, I'm not big on the great Ocon. I, I do feel like it is working in the respect that he, he plays a good second to Osprey. Right. Which takes a lot of pressure off of the guy. I, I, I feel Dude. like the Empire is working. And B Priestley is just the cherry on fucking top. She's brilliant, dude. She's brilliant. I'm telling y'all, y- y'all need to be watching Stardom. Because B, the work that B is doing in stardom is just as good, if not better, than anything Osprey is doing on I, New Japan. I mean, she is just out there absolutely killing it. And she's still repping the Empire on stardom. She's out there, like, she's, she's out there working as part of Oedo Tai, but she's throwing up yeah. the Empire thing. Like, I don't give a fuck about Oedo Tai because <laughs> nobody else gives a fuck about Oedo Tai at this point. So she's oh, like, I'm man. doing my own goddamn. I'm I'm just waiting for him to actually like officially expand the empire into stardom. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for that. I mean, it it looks like it's happening, right? And the thing about Bea Priestley, right, dude, I remember seeing her in AEW, and she was decent then. I thought, you know, she was one of the better women in in the division at the time. Now she's elevated herself on a completely different level in stardom, dude. She she's so fucking good. Her and Osprey are like a match made in heaven, man. I think them two, not only do they suit each other as a couple, 
and they are together in real life. I mean, they've been together for a while now. Yeah, quite a while. But yeah, but as a tandem, dude, they're brilliant on TV. She compliments him, and she doesn't even say anything. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't have just, to. Exactly, that she doesn't have to, and they complement each other perfectly. As far as Great Khan goes, I'm still on the fence with him, man. I, I don't like the gimmick, but I like the talent. Yeah, I, I see the talent, but I get it. He's some Mongolian warrior, right? Like he's supposed to be like Genghis Khan or whatever, right? But, um, man, like I said, he, he needs to grow on me a little bit more. He's cool. He's, he's just a bit too – compared to the other wrestlers, right, he comes across as slow. I get it. It's probably part of his gimmick, very methodical and stuff, but – I don't know, man. He needs to grow on me a little bit more. But it's working. Like you said, he's a good foil to, to Osprey, and it works. And Jeff Cobb, god damn it, he's on another level now, man. Man, he's just killing it. I, I Jeff Cobb has been a, a, an absolute joy to watch since he has signed full-time with New Japan Pro Wrestling. No doubt about it. I just want to say quickly about Jeff Cobb. Funny enough, I, I uh, on Twitter a while back, probably about six months ago, there was a rumor where he was going to sign full-time to New Japan. And I said it on Twitter. Funny enough, he saw my tweet, right? And he uh, replies to me and goes, who the fuck told you that? That's that's bullshit. And the minute he said that, I knew, right? I'm Done like, deal. Full of shit. Done deal, right? And what do you know? Here he is. So, man, Jeff Cobb, I've been a fan of his for a few years now. He has elevated his game every year, dude. He, he, he's the shit right now, man. He's going to be big money soon, man. Give it one more year. If he's only in the main event picture, I'll be shocked. And he, he's even better when he doesn't have to say anything. Right. Like and that's when the he can just stand there and look like a monster and let Osprey do all the talking for him, it, it, that's absolute money. 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 100% agree with you, Jago. The group is money. It's just Great Khan needs, needs to. I guess elevate his game a little bit more for me. That's just me, and that's my personal opinion, though. Your next matchup, Bullet Club, the team of El Fantasmo, Taisha Ishimori, and the IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, defeat the Suzuki Goon team of Kanemaru, El Desperado, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tai Chi. And out of this match, we know the next two programs for both the junior titles and the heavyweight titles. It's going to be G.O.D. continuing their feud with the Dangerous Techers over good old Iron Fingers. And then you got <laughs> El Fantasmo and Ishimori versus Desperado and Kanemaru. I wouldn't be surprised to see him actually switch those titles and put them on ELP and Ishimori going forward. So we've got two tag team feuds out of one match. Right. And you know what? That's the right move, I think. Why not put the, the junior tag belts on uh, Ishimori and El Fantasmo? Well, and I feel like right now, if you're going to do anything with El Desperado, now is the time to do it as a single. Well, man, he's another one that's elevated his game. I feel like he's on the fringes of a main event run. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, man, I've always been a fan of his, but now I am even – when he was unmasked, the match with Hiromu at best of Super Juniors. Right. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what it, what it is, man, but I liked him even more after that, dude. So I, I'm pumped for this, man. I'm really pumped. Actually, it's going to be an exciting year for New Japan, I feel, man. And plus, we've got El Fantasmo with the loaded boot. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a loaded boot. 
everybody knows it's a loaded boot except for the <laughs> opponents and the referees. Oh man. It's it's getting to the point where it's insulting at this point. Like like we okay, we get it. It's a loaded boot. Let's let's move this shit along. <laughs> I like our Fantasmo man. And is it just me, or do you think he's the next Sean Waltman? Man, I can see that. That's a, that's a really good comparison. He's he's almost as annoying as X Pac was. <laughs> is that a positive? And I mean or that I mean though? that in a positive way. <laughs> All right. I mean cool, that cool. in a good no. way. Like X Pac Heat was a real thing. <laughs> you know what thing. I mean? <laughs> and ELP, he's kind of there, man. Like. It is, ELP heat, I could see being a thing. Dude, he was getting booted out of the building over here even when they came <laughs> down. So, hey, I'm telling you, it's a real thing, my man. It's a real thing. He's a dick. He's a total dick. It's great. I like it, man. It's great. Right. And, and he's Canadian too. What Canadians are dicks? <laughs> I, I, I see the irony now. I, I, Did you get I it? see the irony. Well, there is Sami Zayn. <laughs> There is Sami Zayn. He's kind of a dick. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about him. <laughs> that's another story. Your next matchup: the Chaos Team of Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, the King of Pro Wrestling 2021, Toru Yano, guy that makes me fucking sick, and the Rainmaker <laughs> Kazuchika Okada defeat the Bullet Club Team of Switchblade Jay White, Evil Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. Now, we've got basically three storylines going on inside of this match. Okada versus Evil is going to be a thing going forward, which is very, very unfortunate. But if anybody can get a good match out of Evil, it's going to be Okada. We have Chase Owens as he pursues the boyhood dream of becoming the king of pro wrestling over Toru (laughs) Yano. And then you have the fact that Tomohiro Ishii, of all the people on the roster... Tomohiro Ishii owns Switchblade's ass. He hits Switchblade once again with the Brain Buster, pins Switchblade Jay White. Jay owns everybody, and Ishii just lives rent-free in Jay White's head. It's absolutely crazy. So then, And then it brings up the whole what the hell is going on with Jay White storyline, which kind of plays into it. But even after the match, Ishii's like, yeah. You know, if you want to go and you want to go home and you want to sit on the beach and you want to recoup, that's fine and dandy. You get back to Japan, I'll whip your ass again. Like, <laughs> Tomohiro cold. Ishii don't give a fuck about no Switchblade. Oh, man. And where where are they going with this, dude? Where, what, what do you think? Especially, and I'm talking more particularly with Jay White. Well, well, I want to talk some more about Jay as like a bigger conversation after we talk about the main event. All right. Um, because okay, it, it, it kind of plays into a whole bunch of stuff. But right, Yano and Chase, any, any, any interest in Chase's boyhood dream of becoming the king of pro wrestling? Personally, not from my end, right? Fucking but Yano, Yano, I told you. I told you this last time when I was on your show. <sighs> He's grown on me, dude. I like him now. I used to hate his guts. You know, give it time. Like You'll now. come back around. You'll come back around. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for him, though, man. What do you make of Okada versus Evil as a program going forward? I don't like it, man. And it look, feels Okada, beneath Okada, doesn't it? It does. And and the problem is, Evil has gone backwards, man. After he had his title run, you know what I mean, like. He just seems – even his uh, – what, what do you call it? The way his mannerisms have become lately, 
I don't think he's too happy, dude. I made the comment recently. I feel like evil is basically like the Japanese Jinder Mahal now. Like they put the title on him. He lost the title and now he's right back to where he was on the card. Like that was a failed experiment. We're not going to talk about that. You know, Jaga, that's cold, bro. I know, but it also feels accurate. You're right. I can't argue that. And I dare say he's even worse than Jinder Mahal, dude. And I hate that because you know what? On one of my on one of uh, my shows on the PWC, I actually put him down as one of the most improved wrestlers of 2020. Because I mean, come on, yeah, he really was right. Yeah, but absolutely. since that point, he's dipped like this, dude. I mean, straight down. And I feel for him, man. I don't know if it's if it's him. If it's, he just doesn't seem. They happy let the to Gaijin me, back in the country, and they didn't need right. him in the main event yes, anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. And, gee, that's even worse. So I hope he bounces back, man. I hope he's, he becomes motivated because, to me, he comes across as like he's lost a step. He just doesn't seem motivated, man. I feel like this is the test. Like, this is, okay, we're going we're sure. gonna to put you with Kazuchika Okada. We're going to put you with arguably the best wrestler on the face of the planet. If this right. doesn't work, then you are going to be damned to mid-card hell forever. <clears throat> You know, like like this is the last shot. And I hope for his sake, man, that he, he, he pulls it off because I'm afraid, man, that he might not. And and the, the sad part about this, if this was – if we had a crystal ball and saw this happening, right, back then, I would have just left him with Sonata. I mean, he was doing much better just being in that tag team. You know what I mean? So, evil – Pull your pants up, mate, and start and start, you know, getting on with your game because he needs it, man. Yeah, no, I, I I'm absolutely with you. All right, let's talk about the main event, New Year's Dash, Los Ingobernables de Japón, the team of Bushi, Hiromu, Naito, Shingo, and Sonata. Been a while since we saw everybody together. Right. Definitely. They defeat the team of Master Wado. Yeah, that's right, Master Wado, main event. It's a thing. <laughs> Master Wado, Sho, Rocky Romero, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Ibushi. And they kind of pair things off inside of this match with all of your programs going forward. So for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the program is going to be Kota Ibushi defending against Sonata. For the Never Openweight Championship, Shingo Takagi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in the feud that I never knew that I wanted. But boy, am I happy it's here. I love it. I agree. <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi versus Show, which should be a fantastic match. Bushi versus Master Fucking Wado, because you know we we need that undercard match, <laughs> and that that only leaves two guys. So I can only assume that the feud of 2021 is going to be Tetsuya Naito versus Rocky Romero. <laughs> Come on. Do you, I mean, you think they're going that way? Everybody else in the match was paired off. They're the only two guys <laughs> left. Come on. I know you're ribbing here, but I, I am. Look, but but that said, what is Naito's place in 2021? As I'm looking at the landscape, I I don't see it. I didn't think that far ahead yet, Jago. But now that you bring it up, I think we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Give it a few more weeks, we'll see. If if he's still in sort of li in like lingo sort of sort of thing, then fine. You know what I mean? But uh. Look, I think he'll be all right. I don't know where they're going. You're right. But this match was fun, though, dude. Oh, I, yeah. It I, was I it was absolutely fun. Right. 
it was it was a great match. But now you got me worried about Naito, man, because uh, <laughs> I just I don't he, I don't he's, see he's where he man, falls. Man. Like I felt that way about Tanahashi, and then they paired him off with Shingo, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> That's I'm gonna down be with that. awesome, actually, dude. Look, man, man, why'd you you stump me, dude? <laughs> kind of shit in your Cheerios, didn't I? <laughs> well, where do you go? Where where, where do you think I, he can go? I don't know. And I mean, they, they, this is always the problem when a champion loses the titles in New Japan. Like I mean, when Okada loses the titles, he turns into like crazy Kazu right. and he walks around right, with right. fucking balloons and shit. Or he comes up <laughs> with the king that, of pro wrestling. And, you know, yeah. like Tanahashi, he loses the titles and he goes down and he and he's fighting at the at the mid card all of a sudden. Yeah. Naito, I just the money in Naito yeah. is always in the chase. Right, and, you're and right. This time, Naito kind of did it to himself. He was at the top of the mountain. He was the double champion. He's accomplished everything. Well, well, now what? Actually, Jago, now you just made me think of something. I'm pretty sure it was this show. No, or maybe one of the next few shows. But at the end, um, in one of his matches, he was mentioning he doesn't know what's happening in New Japan. And he's talking about outsiders. Could we possibly be getting him somehow? Like I said, we'll get to that later on. You know where I'm going with that, right? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So maybe they're going that way. We don't know. It could be a possibility, right? It, it's possible. Anything is possible. It, it, right. At this point, anything is possible. No uh, doubt. Clearly, Ibushi and Sonata, we set that up at Wrestle Kingdom. We knew that was going to happen. Sonata basically just right. being led to fucking slaughter. That's what's going to happen <laughs> there. Uh, Shingo and Tanahashi, I think, is going to be fantastic, but I think Shingo ends up coming out on top of that program because Tanahashi, all he does is put people over at this point. Right. Hiromu hey, and Shingo. Sho is going to be a fucking barn burner. Man, talk about improving. How good is Sho now, man? He's really good. I, I'm kind of really worried good. what happens when Yo comes back. Oh, man, forget it. <laughs> Is this going to be a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty kind of thing? <laughs> Why not? Uh, I, I'd go that route. It has to, man. Because I always thought because... Yo was really good, too. But Sho is clearly the standout. Yeah, clearly. He's just got... Look, they're both great. But he's got this look, man. I, I just like his look. He's got this newfound attitude. I think he's thriving you know, right now without Yo, man. I hate to say it, and I bet you he's feeling it too, Yo. It's you know what I mean? Be. And it's a shame. It's gotta yeah, he's got to be. So, I mean, hey, man, if it takes, if it means him breaking out because of his uh, partner being injured, it is what it is, right? And then as the very questionable push of Master Wado continues, <laughs> um, his first feud was with Doki. And he finally won that feud after getting his ass beat by Doki over and over and over. And now, now he's in a food with Bushi. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> we're moving up the card really slow with Master Wado. <laughs> What's the point of this guy? I <laughs> Like, seriously. I don't know, but I'm, I'm worried about something. I'm worried. We'll, what? We'll, we'll, we'll what? talk about it here in a minute, but I, I'm, I'm kind of right, worried. Right. I'm kind of worried. <laughs> I'm kind of worried that when Hiromu puts down show, that no. Wado is going to be the next challenger. I'm kind of worried. No. 
All right, let's talk Please, about Switchblade. Okay. Let's talk oh, about Switchblade. Beautiful. Switchblade Jay White has completely lost his fucking mind. Um, and he, I think at this point, everybody saw what happened at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. Now he's owned once again by Tomohiro Ishii. And like no pomp and circumstances, Switchblade just kind of goes away. Weird. It, it is weird. It, it's very weird. You know, I, I saw this graphic the other day. Oh, and yeah, it, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it had the eight men that had held the IWGP championship over the course of the last 10 years. Eight men, that's it, have held the that's IWGP amazing. championship. And right. when I look at the current climate of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, I don't see Switchblade Jay White in that picture for the next two to three years. That's not cool, man. I don't see that, but I hope you're wrong, Jago, because well, if that's the case. I mean, I, I, I can tell when you look at New Japan's booking, you can kind of tell where they're going to go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? And right, I feel right. like, number one, the Forbidden Door is going to open. At some point, I hope you're right. The man. Forbidden Door is going to open because we are building to God versus the devil. We are building oh. to Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega. And I've been saying that for at least two years. That that this Dude. is parallel paths, and they're, we're going for all the titles. So I, I feel like your next IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is going to be Kenny Omega. Oh, I hope that happens, dude. I really hope you're right, man. Don't get my hopes up now, because that's what I feel too. To get the championship back from Kenny Omega. We need New Japan's brightest star. We need the franchise. We need Kenny's biggest rival in history. The Rainmaker, Kazushka Okada, takes the championship back from oh. Kenny Omega. Oh. Right? Dude. Right. You, you, I agree. You're with and me so far? I agree with you 100%. Who takes the title from Kazuchika Okada? The man who recently betrayed him and just had a match with him at Wrestle Kingdom and was that close to winning but didn't do it. Osprey? Will Osprey takes the championship from Kazushka Okada. Now, I, I think this entire program is going to take two to three years. Why not? Switchblade Jay White doesn't fit into that. All so, right. so, if I'm Switchblade Jay White and I know... I don't fit into that. Send me to America. Send me send me to New Japan of America and let's build this company around me. Why not? Hey, that's a good idea. But is that a demotion, though, for him? You become the centerpiece of the company and you get an entire promotion built around you? While all right. fueling the storyline for your grand return to Japan? I mean, it, um, I, it kind of makes sense to me. If, if we're going to get New Japan of America off the ground, as much as I like Carl Fredericks, <laughs> as much as I like, you know, our, our friend of the show, Danny Limelight, like we need somebody like a switchblade to be the face of New Japan of America. And is there anybody else? that you would rather have than Switchblade Jay White as that centerpiece to build a promotion around right now? He's only 28. 
<laughs> crazy. That's crazy. He's only 28 still, right? Well, look, I see what you're saying, right? But if I was Jay White, if look, if it doesn't lead for him even wrestling in other promotions, if he's going to wrestle, say, in AEW, right, or maybe even Impact, even I wouldn't want to see that, right, then fine. I totally agree with you with doing that. But if I was Jay White also, it would bother me a little bit. I get you. You're right. You can be the centerpiece for New Japan America, but until there's a – I just feel it's not – on that level of actual New Japan yet, obviously, nowhere near, right? I can put it there. Here's okay. how you do it. Tell me. You finally get around to doing John Moxley versus Kenta. And oh, everybody assumes actually. that Kenta is going to win that match and take the IWGP United States Championship from John Moxley, and we can be done with this 100%. fucking guy, right? What if right, you have Moxley right. win? And Moxley celebrating, <laughs> Moxley celebrating in the middle of the ring and fucking Blade Runner. You have John Moxley versus Switchblade Jay White Ooh. as your marquee program to build New Japan of America around. Ooh. Now think about the personality of these two guys. <laughs> that would be awesome. But they could be your Batman and Joker for the next <laughs> five, six years. If you're gonna get, and if you're gonna give me John Moxley versus Switchblade Jay White, I'm gonna fucking watch it. I'm gonna watch the fucking shit out of it. <laughs> of, of course. But in saying that, there's only one condition that that works. Do you have Moxley have a semi, like not full time, but do you have do do we get to see him regularly on New Japan in America though? Well, I I, I think in order for all of this to happen. What has to happen is we have to open the forbidden door. Right. I mean, clearly, we, we, we have to have a New Japan and AEW partnership for all of this to work. But as you look at all the signs, you look at, you know, the the Bullet Club, the real yeah. Bullet Club, the one in <laughs> fucking Japan where the Bullet Club <laughs> right. never went away. How are you going to have a reunion of the Bullet Club when the Bullet Club never broke up? Right, right. <laughs> and now over here, you got the fucking bogus club. You got Kenny Omega running around in fucking 2015 Bullet Club merch. You got fucking Big LG buying new shit. You got Machine Gun fucking going around and two sweeting the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Tamatonga not happy about that. Nope. Tamatonga pissed. Tamatonga been sounding off on Thomas Island about Machine Gun and Big LG and Kenny Omega and the Young Fucks. I mean, the Young Bucks. <laughs> You're spot on. The I Young mean, Fucks, dude. But I, they're planting seeds oh, for this man. shit everywhere. And, and plus, if you're going to get to Ibushi versus Kenny Omega, you got to have that partnership open. And it clearly seems to me that that's at least where Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi feel like they're building to. Right, I mean, right. all indications are we're going to open this fucking door. Man, let's hope they kick the shit out of that door because the thing is, man, even Jay White has been hinting about this forbidden door. All right. He kind of has. If you've paid attention to his promos before what just happened with him, he's been hinting about something that seems to be about that forbidden door. And it's going in parallel. If you if you pay attention to AEW and even in Impact Wrestling, whatever, there's all the parallel. I mean, look at it. Every Have you noticed one, one thing? Have you noticed all the tag teams of the original Bullet Club, right? Not the very original, just the Bullet Club in general. 
they're all tag team champions, right? So are we going to get a G.O.D. versus Gallows and Anderson and Young Bucks, Fucks, <laughs> whatever, right? Are we going to eventually get a three-way sort of Who do you favor in match? that match? Who, who, who do you put over in that match if it's your call? Honestly, G.O.D. G.O.D., unquestionably. Right. You have to. I mean, could you, you imagine Tamatonga walking around with all them fucking belts? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He'd be walking around like he's Ultimo Dragon with the fucking iron <laughs> fingers on one hand and like all six championship belts, oh, Tangaloa. He, all, he don't get to carry nothing. T- fucking oh. Tama just walking around with all those belts. Man, <laughs> I could see that shit. Too, man. Oh, that'd be great. Hey. That'd be awesome. And you know what? They finally get their recognition they deserve. If they go that way, if we're not tripping and this is what it's leading to, man, they deserve to get that run, man. Why not? Fuck it. Do it, man. Yeah. But can I ask one more thing about the Moxie J. White situation that you brought up earlier? Do you make the United States title the belt for New Japan America, basically? Yeah, absolutely. Have it be their top title. Oh, and that would be basically the world title per se? Oh, it would be the IWGP United States Championship. Right. You know? Yeah, well, look, it would elevate it, but then... I mean, even the the NXT Championship is not a world title. It is the NXT Championship. Right. Yeah, Yeah, this would be the IWGP United States Championship. True. Okay, I could see that. Fair enough. Well, let's hope they do go that way. and And I hope, Kenny, I hope you say what you said. I hope that does happen because... I'd love to see Kenny go on one of those one of those runs, man. He's going to get the Impact World title, no doubt about it. He's the AAA mega champion right now as well. Why not give him the IWGP World title and then have Kazuchika Okada get the belt off him? I'm all for it, man. Yeah, it just it all makes sense. There's only one problem with my entire theory. What's that? COVID. Oh, yeah. Why did you have to bring that up? Well, no, and I mean, that's that's know, pretty much where we're at. And and so, and I look at all these companies and what are we doing? And it's like, we're killing time. Like, we're, we're just, we're kind of running in place, kind of killing time. I mean, like, Sonata versus Ibushi, does anybody on the face of the planet think that Sonata is going to win these belts? Fuck no. No, of course Fuck not. no. But you know what? He's improved a little bit. We've got to give him credit. He's still Sonata. He seems better. He's still Sonata. He's not the great Sonata, Billy Ray Valentine. He's just regular (laughs) old fucking Sonata. He is the lamb being led to God's slaughter. That is what is going to happen to poor fucking Sonata. And it's a shame too, man. But you're right. You got to have you got to have your bushy just kill everyone for now, man. Yeah. Until until you get to God versus the devil. I mean, (laughs) man, it's just. You got me dreaming, Jago. You got me dreaming, and you're getting my hopes up. So, if we go that way, man, it'll be brilliant. But like you said, it's the it's the devil in the room, man. It's it's that dreaded COVID, which just throws up everything, and we just don't know where that's going to lead us and where we're going to go, man. Unfortunately, but I mean, there's no there's no end in sight, right? I mean, right now, can you fly to Japan at the moment? You can, right? Uh, you can if you have a reason to. I don't think you can just casually. All right. So if Kenny was like, to if you're fly on a, like there, a work visa, you can get into okay. the country. All right. Well, if they can somehow work around all that, then why not? But I like the slow build up, man. As long as it's leading to it, I wouldn't I do it. Like I wouldn't it. do it at least until June. I wouldn't even think oh, about it until oh. like Dominion. You know, like, man. 
Yeah, no, Dominion's the perfect pay-per-view actually to do that, man. Definitely, because that's their second biggest event of the year, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, would you say, right? Yeah. Between Dominion or King of Pro Wrestling. I mean, well, ob- right, right. obviously G1 final, best of Super Juniors final, you know. But as right, far as right. like a standalone show goes, yep. it would be either Dominion or King of Pro. Heck, I even say Dominion's probably my favorite pay-per-view of the year, even above Wrestle Kingdom sometimes, dude. Dominion's always got a Fire. Great- and it's, it's, it's fire, yeah. It, it, Fukuoka, man. There's something about Fukuoka. Exactly. I love the arena too, bro. Watch like, out for that <laughs> shit. Oh, definitely. Let's talk about new beginnings in the in the tour that is quick and kind of give people the shows that you need to watch and what the main events of the other shows are because they are running so many shows right now. <laughs> January yeah. 23rd. This is going to be the first like show that you should watch. Tenzon's return match. It's going to be Ten Cozy versus Will Ospreay and the Great Okan. That should be fantastic. Then you have a 10-man elimination match. Wado Show, Honma, Tanahashi, and Ibushi versus all of LIJ. I love those elimination matches, but they're they're overdoing right. it on this tour very much. They are. They are, dude. And you also have your IWGP junior tag titles uh, on the line. Kanemaru and Desperado versus the Loaded boot <laughs> and Taija Ishimori. So that, that show absolutely, I'm going to be watching that one. Oh, no doubt. Then we start getting into a series of shows that I'm not going to watch all of, unless I see something <laughs> really, really good happened on the show. It, January 24th, your main event, master Wado in the main event. Yeah. Against uh, or with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi <laughs> versus the team of Bushi, Shingo and Sonata. January 25th, Sho Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Hiromu, Shingo, and Sonata. January 28th, Wado back in the main event. <laughs> you, you, you see it, you see in a pattern here? Wado in a whole bunch of main events. And he, let me tell you, here's what's going to happen. January 28th, Wado, Sho, Honma, Tanahashi, and Ibushi take on Bushi, Hiromu, Naito, Shingo, and Sonata. Don't be surprised if Master Wado gets the pinfall on Hiromu that night and he no. becomes the next challenger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. They're putting him in a ton of main events. Why are we putting Why? Master Wado in main Why? events? You tell me. Why? What are they seeing this guy, man? Oh, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it get either, it. man. I don't get it either. I don't know what to say about that, man. I just hope you're wrong. That's all I know, man. And and, he, and if if he is the guy getting positioned to be that guy, I hope Hiromu just fucking murders him. <laughs> that just great, murders him. <laughs> man, I hope so. But like I said, I hope you're wrong, dude. I hope you're wrong, but you're right. It seems to be going that way. I don't know why, but it is what it is, man. I, I don't get it either, man. January 30th, new beginning in Nagoya. This is a big one. Tenzan versus Great Okan one-on-one. I don't expect that match is going to be very, very good because, I mean, let's face it, Tenzan can barely move, but the story should be awesome. The whole Mongolian versus Mongolian thing should be really, (laughs) really good. Could be kind of a passing of the torch match for Tenzan. Kojima versus Osprey singles match. Yeah. Please, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love I'm this, man. Fucking leader of the bread club is going to throw down <laughs> on fucking Osprey. <laughs> and he's, you know what, man? He's got fire right now, man. I feel like he's improved this year. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's a legend. Don't get me wrong. But he just seems in the mood, man. He's he's down for it. 
And if he's if we see the the same Kojima we've been seeing lately in that match, it's gonna be a firecracker, man. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be explosive. Great. I'll tell you that. Can't it's gonna wait be great, for no that. doubt. And then your main event of this night is the feud that I never knew I needed. For the <laughs> IWGP Bad Motherfucker Championship, it's going to be the bad motherfucker, Shingo Takagi, taking on the ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the one in 100. I cannot wait for this match. I... I, I, I I inexplicably can't wait for this match. I'm just salivating because Tana's going to fucking bring it against Shingo. You for know sure, he's going to bring it. You know what, man? It's Shingo. Has he not been a star or what, oh, dude? Man. That dude. Seriously. I mean, come on, man. He's he's another one that's just... Look, He's I've always liked him, even in Dragon Gate and all that, right? But, man... He has elevated himself onto this whole different plane, bro. Like, he he's ready for the main event. He's ready. He's ready. Could we? And I love how you called the bad motherfucker belt because why not? Why not fucking rename rename it to that? I mean, dude, it basically is should, at this point, right? It is. Right, right. You know what? He should go over against Tana, and I'm a huge Tana fan. But I feel the right way to go is for Shingo to get over on on Tanahashi. It should be great, right? though. I can't wait to awesome. see that match. It's Neither can I, fantastic. man. I'm pumped for that, definitely. February 100%. 1st, your main event, Doki, possibly his first main event ever, teaming with Kanemaru, El Desperado, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi versus Jado, El Fantasmo, Taichi Ishimori, and the Gorillas of Destiny in an elimination match. I'm curious to see who goes out first. Is it going to be Jado or is it going to be Doki? Could be a toss-up there. Yoshihashi, a toss <laughs> Yoshihashi, Ishii, Goto, Yano, and Okada versus Dick, Togo, Yujiro, G.O.D., and Evil in an elimination match on February 2nd. February 3rd, Wado's back in the main event. Yep, Master fucking Wado and Kota Ibushi take on <laughs> Hiromu and Sonata. That's a great matchup, actually, in some ways, other than Wado, but... <laughs> I'm just... But seriously, Wado I'm and Hiromu versus Ibushi and Sonata. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Are we seriously going to do Wado versus Hiromu? Come on, man. It seems like it, dude. You're right. Unfortunately, you've seen it. You, you're right. 100%. That's where they're going. What a, That's crazy, dude. February 8th, <laughs> your main event, Show and Ibushi versus Hiromu and Sonata. February 10th, at the new beginning in Hiroshima, this is the next big show. G.O.D. versus the Dangerous Techers, along with the Iron Fingers. I'm sure they're going to be on the line for the IWGP Heavyweight <laughs> Championships. And then in your main event, the junior title headlining, new beginning in Hiroshima, night one, as Hiromu Takahashi defends against Show. That is going to be absolute fire. And then night two in Hiroshima is the big IWGP heavyweight championship intercontinental championship match Kota Ibushi versus Sonata if you want to see Sonata get Kamagoyed so fucking hard that his <laughs> head goes into orbit around Pluto <laughs> oh man 100% look they're going to make Sonata look half strong come on you know that right oh yeah but Ibushi going to Kamagoye the shit out of that motherfucker oh for sure for sure definitely and that, and that's the thing do you think Sonata is the right opponent though right now for, for Ibushi 
Sonata doesn't lose anything in losing to Ibushi. And it's a first title defense for Ibushi. Well, you know. True. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess. Because I just, I just feel, like I said earlier with Sonata, I'm feeling he's he's making little baby steps forward. You know what I mean? He, he's kind of growing on me a little bit again, you know? So Definitely I just baby don't want steps. All, yeah, you know what I mean? So I don't want all these momentum to just disappear after that match. But it will. It will. It will. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that concludes the Road to the New Beginning. Then we start the Road to Castle Attack Tour. That goes from February 14th to February 25th. Castle Attack in Osaka Joe Hall, February 27th and 28th. The Anniversary Show on March 4th. And we're starting to get seeds for this one, Jimmy. I don't know if you saw the promo. Hiromu and Tetsuya Naito backstage, and Naito's kind of picking on his little brother. And Hiromu's kind of had it with Naito's shit. <laughs> and finally, Hiromu closes the promo by saying, What if I left Los and Gobernobles de Japon? Uh, look, he's loyal to Naito. He man. is, but it was a year ago that we were building to Hiromu versus Naito at the anniversary show. I'm expecting this year we're going to get Hiromu versus Naito at the anniversary show. Dude, I'm hope I can't wait for that, man. I was looking forward to it originally, and then COVID happened, and yep. then that went out the window, right? So, you know what, man? Tell me that match wouldn't be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. The way, man, I love the way they interact with each other. I, I just think it is really like a, uh, you know, big brother, a big brother, brother, little brother thing. Yeah, and, it, and, it's, and it's just awesome, dude. But if... If and when that match does happen, actually, it is a win. Do you who do you put over though? Um, it depends on circumstances. I mean, I'm like at right now at this point in their careers, I'm ninety five percent. I put Naito over. You have to. You have to. Otherwise, at this point, now if we're having this conversation this point, in two years, right? I may feel a, a little differently. Different yeah. Right. Right. But I'm pumped for that, man. I can't wait for that. I am so looking forward to that, man. And then New Japan Cup starts on March 5th and runs through the 21st. And that's kind of like the first three months for New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's kind of the first, you know, quarter. Hell, man, I ain't got to do another show until like the end of March. Oh, <laughs> that's no, crazy. No, no. no I, 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 will, I will be doing shows after the New Beginning shows in Nagoya <laughs> and Hiroshima. I, I assure you. <laughs> yeah, times, well, man. man. I can't wait. I can't wait for these for for those particular events to come up, right? I'm talking about after the new beginning, the road, right? But um, man, look, I think you can see where where New Japan is going. Let's just hope Wado is is out of here soon, right? From the more main Wado main events. That's what we need in 2021. No, said nobody ever. Get him off our TVs. I mean, but even Wado's mother wouldn't want a bunch of Wado uh, main events, man. I mean, come on. God damn. God damn it. But with everything that we've spoken about. God damn Mama Watto. <laughs> God damn it. Man, hopefully everything that we've spoken about tonight happens though, dude. What you said with AEW New Japan and all that, and even Jay White, it's it's intriguing. Let's hope everything goes that way. Because if it doesn't, boy, is that a disappointment, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, if so, I probably won't be Chili's number one podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations on that. How about that, that shit? How Chilly. about that shit? Who knew? Who knew? You know, it's funny. I've got a lot of Chilean friends, dude. So 
I'll, I'll make sure I'll put it over. Destino. Number one wrestling <laughs> podcast in Chile, Destino. You betcha. <laughs> Jimmy, That's thank so you very much for joining us, our friend. Why don't you tell the people how to keep up with you across social media and tell them what you got going on over at the Rational Rage Network and the PWC. That's right. You can find us at the PWC on the Rational Rage Network. And actually, like and subscribe, rationalragenetwork.podbean.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at PWC underscore show. And you can find us on Facebook. Just type in PWC and it'll come up, man. That's about it, pretty much. He's the notorious Australian GAG <laughs> from the PWC. It's my man, Jimmy T. I love it. <laughs> You're funny, man. If only people understood this joke, I hope they don't because <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I know, I know, but if they, if anyone like clicks onto that, oh boy! <laughs> Thank God they can't see me right now. <laughs> So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button, then toss us one of the five-star reviews, help us out, and the goes. Destino is brought to you by our friends over at the HTM Podcast Network, Comedy Media Group, the PW Hustle, NDPW, and the Rational Rage Network. Find the show online at DestinoPod, across social media platforms at DestinoPod. Very special thanks to Denny and Jimmy T for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back in your ear holes soon to talk about the New Beginnings Tour as well as get you up to date on Stardom's trip to the Budokan. Until then, find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, be it Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or iHeartRadio. Enjoy the shows, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with an all-new edition of Destino soon. Until then, adios. She say I say all the right things Make all the right moves until she just can't feel a thing She been down this road before and ain't going out on the limb Don't know where I'm supposed to begin I ain't used to showing no skin Please don't judge me, I'm going in I've been paying for all my sins I try to tell her I'm trying to change but it's all in vain I try to beg and ask her to stay but it's all a game She doesn't play, I risk it all for some Hall of Fame I wish to God end of the day I know I'm wrong but I can't Every little white lie I told myself Every time I'd lie with someone else Maybe I'm out of time and she can tell Living like I'm a god walking in hell And I'ma need me to start asking for help I can't give up now, can't you tell I'm not myself, I'm not feeling well But fuck what I say Words just get in the way Just get in the way